Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hello, Jamie Major. How are you? Life is good, Sam. How's how's your day? Good. Good, good. Just getting things wrapped up here in quarter four. It feels like everything is so busy right now. And it seems like with clients, with everybody, it's been a lot busier last month or so than we had all anticipated. Very grateful for all the people that are around us and closing up the end of the year, all the successes, the relationships, the money, all the things. It's a year to celebrate. It was a great year. Is a great year. We're not done yet. We have stuff that we need to get finished. Got a few goals that I'm going to need the next three and a half weeks to get through. So definitely not done yet. But it is. It's been a really. It's been a good year. It was your first full year on the franchise consulting side, which is awesome, and that brings with it, you know, a ton of stuff and a lot of different milestones. And for me, I think specifically at the year mark being able to actually have franchisees that I placed open and experience some level of success was my favorite part of having been in it a year because it's great when people are just starting businesses, but it's even cooler when people have been in their businesses for a while. I think the most rewarding thing about this job is when, and I always ask my clients to send me a picture of their first month when they're positive cash flow. Like send me a screenshot or circle the bottom of it and show it to me. And I don't care if it's $10 or 10,000 or a hundred thousand, just that when you cross that, that threshold, it's, it's exhilarating. It's exciting. I've been there personally, I've done it. And when they share that back with you and let you be part of the journey, it's just, it's exhilarating. It's fun. It's rewarding. It is really neat. Cash flow positivity is huge. You know, I think that's that's obviously the goal. We're not in the business of placing people in charities. So <laughs> this is that's a major plus. But I think also the stuff that comes with that, I think it's, you know, we talk about money and money is just, it's just money, right? If you don't have it, it's the most important thing that you can possibly think of. But I think what money brings with it when you're making it, especially when you're doing something on your own, is a lot of different stuff. It's a sense of satisfaction when you own a business. It's the freedom that comes with it. You know, there's a lot of different things that it represents outside of currency. It's It really is the currency in so many different ways, not just buying things, but buying your time back. And I think that's the, the best thing that we hear from clients is what's that like? Everybody's definition of success is different. So success is... Obviously, money comes with it, but it can be community engagement, family engagement, time, um, the freedom of independence. Success is is a is a broad statement, but when you have clients that are successful, uh, based on their own definition and and what the, the the common industry or common business people would 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 classify as success, it is um, highly rewarding. I completely agree. And we're lucky enough today to have one of the franchisees that you've placed in a fantastic system with us. And I'm so excited to introduce Rachel Duggan. She is a record-breaking franchisee with Zoom Drain. Thanks so much, Rachel, for joining us today. Thank you, Sam, for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here today. Rachel, welcome and congratulations on your success. Um, 
I think back to the first time that we talked and then where we ended up now and just being along in every aspect of the journey, this is going to be a really fun conversation. I think a very motivational conversation. Uh, it's not all glitters and unicorns and I look forward to diving into it, but can you share with us your history, your background, your family life, your community engagement? Just let us get to know you a little bit. Sure. So can you believe it was actually like almost a year ago that we started this journey together, Jamie? It was like right around Christmas time last year. So like we were coming up on that. Um, it's crazy to think how like time flies and how much has changed in almost a year. Um, I come from a world of sales. I've been in sales since 2004 in just various forms, um, different uh, jobs, different um, avenues. And I recently, I can't even say recently anymore, but in 2019, I relocated with my family from Atlanta, Georgia to Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and the Midwest, like new to the, the Midwest. We have no one here, didn't know a soul. And um, my husband, Chris, and I just, you know, decided, you know what, this is, this is where we are in, in life. And we're going to deep dive into this community and just try to make the most of it. You know, we put down roots pretty quickly. Um, I started a networking group here in, in my hometown, like Westfield, Indiana. It's kind of a Northern suburb of Indianapolis. And um, I just really wanted to give back to the community and lay down roots for our, our kids to grow up here. So I created this networking group. Um, we just recently in June uh, got our 501c3 status. We are actually a, um, a charitable organization. So we do have one seat per profession in our group, but our, we have a really strong community tie into giving back to different charity organizations that are local to our community. We partner with um, multiple um, community outreach programs, volunteer time, all of our dues go directly into those um, charities. Like we just turn over everything back into the community. So sales is really something that I know the community, like giving back to the community and supporting the community, I think is super important. Um, just as a, to be a good human, I think it, you should contribute to the society that you're raising a family in. And um, yeah, I just. <laughs> that is I think that's so true on so many levels. And when you move to a new community, it's so easy to just kind of go into a bubble or feel like everyone here, especially in the Midwest, right? And because, I, and I'm from the Midwest, born and raised. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, so you went to college here and you just didn't leave. Or, oh, you went away for a little while and you came back. Or people are always kind of from cities in the Midwest. There's not a lot of mass migration <laughs> to places. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, right? So it's like, People either went to college here, they work for one of three corporations that are based out of here, or they're from here and they move back. And so when you move to one of those communities, it can be really easy to say, well, everyone already has friends. Everyone already has a friend group. Everyone already, there's already all these established things. How would I get into that? How would I know that? So it's really cool to hear you say that you established your own networking group and started there and are giving back to the community and really said, like, if we're going to be here and we're going to raise our family here then I better, first of all, figure out how to make a casserole. All we do Definitely. <laughs> you gotta, when you move in, you get a lot of casseroles and, and a lot of candles. <laughs> and after that, I better figure out how to give back to the community and really establish that we're a part of this too. And I appreciate that. So you've been in sales 
sales is not a far stretch from entrepreneurship, which a lot of people don't recognize, I think that there's a lot of entrepreneurial aspects to most high-level sales positions. What made you decide to explore franchising? What what was that that really compelled you to do so? You know, so when Chris and I relocated from Atlanta to in Indianapolis, is just a smaller city, right? So we just had a lot of com, um, communication back and forth of, you know, what we need here, you know, what's missing, you know, what we, like, and we would just always have this dialogue of like things that weren't here, that we're used to having in a bigger city. And um, it was kind of a pipe dream for just a long time ago. Like, oh, we should, we should open a business. It was just casual conversation. Yeah, we should open a business. We should open a business. And nothing really ever came about it. Just dialogue. Um, we're both really, he's also into sales, um, both just big into sales and going about our nine to fives. Um, and somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn. So it would have been like August of 2022. Somebody reached out on LinkedIn and said, Hey, I'm working with a franchise consultant. Do you want to have a conversation? And I thought, this is kind of maybe like, maybe this is a sign, like maybe I should have this conversation. So I said, you know what? And I never respond to the LinkedIn messages, like never. And I was like, yeah, I'll have that call. So I um, actually ended up working with another franchise consultant initially. Um, I had a, an initial call with somebody else and um, learned about franchising and just kind of decided, yeah, I'll, I'll explore this a little bit and I, I will kind of deep dive into this. So that started, I guess, August of 2022, um, started working with a, a different consultant. And I just, I felt really pressured. I felt like it wasn't my agenda and it wasn't about um, me uh, and, and what my goals were and like what I wanted to explore. It was kind of like, well, we're getting close. We're getting close to that end of the year. So, I mean, I think you've, I've, you've made your decision. So just go ahead and sign, like, go ahead and sign it. Sign right here. Go ahead and make that decision. I hadn't been to a confirmation Whoa. day. I hadn't flown out and met a franchise. This is a huge step. Like this is, I'm starting a business. Yes. I'm investing a bunch of my own personal money. And you're just having me sign at the first thing that you ever put in my face. It just felt very rushed, very. And, and I, I, you know, I, I told the brand, I told that consultant, I said, you know, this, you know what, let's go through the holidays and we'll reconnect in January, but I'm not signing anything. This is not it. And it was a lot of pressure. Like, well, there's people moving into your territory. I mean, people want your territory. Like they've got people like they're, they're not going to sign right now. And I just, something didn't, it felt really off. So I took a break. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, Jamie can attest, and I'm sure he will. I quickly make decisions. I quickly go with my gut. And my gut was just screaming, this is wrong. So I took a break. Um, and again, December last year, I was like scrolling through Facebook as one does. And I was in that, uh, <laughs> I was in that brand community, kind of like looking around, poking around. And I saw Jamie's name and like, I know Jamie from Atlanta. <laughs> and I was like, huh, Jamie must be looking to buy a franchise. And I didn't realize um, that Jamie was actually a consultant. So I reached out and I just said, Hey, like what you looking at a franchise? Like wh which one are you looking at buying? Like, let's have a conversation here. And Jamie, you know, it was a Saturday too. Like you answered immediately on a Saturday. This is like a, not a nine to five response time. This was a Facebook message, very informal. Like, Hey, what are, what are you doing? And you were on it. Like, Hey, let's have a call. Franchising is my life. I love talking about it. I actually am a consultant. Let's have a conversation. And immediately after that, I don't know, it was probably a 20 minute initial conversation. I knew like Jamie is somebody I know and trust. 
Jamie is somebody that I can pick, you know, pick his brain. Obviously I connected with him on a Saturday. He's responsive. He's quick. I'm pretty quick and I just want to keep going at all times. And I knew that he was who I was going to work with. So from, you know, that point on, Jamie's like, Hey, give me a couple of weeks and I'm going to, I'm going to get a couple of brands in front of your face and let's start this process. So thank you, Jamie. Thank you. That's awesome. It's, uh, <laughs> if those who get to know Rachel know that we, we had a joke about roundabouts that she never stopped. She's always moving, constantly going at a million miles an hour, makes decisions very quickly. And you know, what information that's what I respect so much about you is no is a perfectly good decision in this process. That is a perfectly good decision, but you know the information you need to make decisions and you go after that like a dog in a bone and you do not let go of it until you get that piece of information and you go about it um, diligently, rapidly, and you just make good decisions. You're a, you're a really good leader. And I think that parlays into the success of your business, which I would love for you to brag on yourself about. Tell us how you ended up in this business, how you're your best day's been, your worst day. Share with us the ups and downs. Oh my gosh, it's been such a whirlwind. Tell us what the business is. <laughs> Explain what the business is. For oh, we don't even know. Right no one even knows. Okay, so um, I work with Zoom Drain, and um, we we do drain cleaning, drain cleaning and clearing, and it is kind of like a subsector of the plumbing industry, which I have zero background on. I don't know anything about this world. Um, I'm not from the trades business at all, um, but it's a necessity. It's like a part of life that you don't even think of. It's something I never thought of a year ago. I never thought about drains. Like it's not something I even wasn't top of mind, but you know, we're really lucky that we live in a society that has clean water and wastewater that is getting treated at all times. And it, it keeps us as Americans safe and healthy. There's other countries in this world that don't have infrastructure like this and, and can't support it. And it's such a like it's a necessity. It's a vital part of the American system and keeping us healthy. Um, so that was like a, a out of, I mean, I, I have to backtrack a little bit to kind of get to where I'm at. So Jamie gave me different brands to kind of look at. And I can't say that plumbing or drains were any, like, it's not a highlight. It's not something that I was gravitating towards. I really actually kind of wanted to go down the pets, pet industry and like puppies and cats and animals because those are fun. Um, and, and I did, I went through all of those um, avenues and, you know, there's a lot of really good brands out there that support that, but it just really kind of kept coming back to. I want to do something that was going to make an impact. This is um, this is to, to help my portfolio, right? Like this is an early retirement strategy for, for, for me and for my husband. So we wanted to get into franchising and opening a business to have really strong numbers. And, you know, the goal is the goal is to sell right at a high profit. Eventually <laughs> this, it's not going to be, um, Amen. it's not going to be forever. It's, it's a, it's a strategy. And, the more that I kind of went into um, different, studying different brands and looking at different things, like Jamie said, it was roundabouts. It was um, quick decision-making. It was a lot of number crunching. It was asking a lot of questions and it was kind of just delving into that sector, doing research, a ton of research. I, I make a lot of notes. Um, I don't have it with me, but I mean, I would have a four inch binder on like every single thing that I was actually consistently working on. Like I like physical data and in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, I want to look at it and I want to like run through it and make sure that it's actually um, making sense. And I quickly just kind of realized 
the return on investment wasn't there for me in certain sectors. Um, I actually went, you know, to another confirmation day before Zoom Drain. Um, I thought for sure, like I had made my decision. This was it. We were going. And as soon as I, I got there, the culture was wrong. The, the vibe wasn't right. And I am really on a gut feeling and it just was not right. I called Jamie from the hotel and I was like, this isn't it. I, I, I'm not feeling it. Like something's wrong here. And Jamie was no pressure and was just, you're going to know, like, uh, you know, and constantly coaching me through all of that and just saying, you make the decision what's right for you and your family, Rachel. Like, don't, don't go off of, you know, statistics and, and numbers. Like you have to do what's right and what's in your, in your gut. And I did that. I came, I drove back from Kentucky um, after that confirmation day, thought about it. And I told Jamie, I was like, no, this isn't it. We got to start over. And, you know, going from a puppy model and fun things and like pets to, I'm going to say it, Jamie, because you did, you, you gave me a little break, but you sent me a text and it was like the puppy emoji. And it was like, I know that you like puppies, but what about poop? And it was like the little poop emoji. And I was like, initially like, on brand. On brand. <laughs> point. That is not what I had in mind. But you know what? Let's go down this rabbit. And, and, and Jamie just kept saying, you know what? Culture is really important to you. Zoom Dream is it. Have one call. Just get on one call and let me know what you think. Like, if you want culture, this is where it is. And I was a little hesitant at that point and just kind of, kind of feeling defeated because it's not what I had envisioned for myself. I got on that first call with Zoom Drain and I knew like, these are my people. They're so solid. Jim and Ellen, I mean, man, like I love them. I love my franchisors so much. They are salt, like just salt of the earth, solid, solid people. And it's so, I mean, the more calls that I got on and like the caliber of people on the calls, so, so good. And then going, you know, to confirmation day and like meeting other people that had a similar mindset, similar backgrounds, similar values as I did, like the culture is so strong, like walking through that Zoom drain warehouse, um, you know, and seeing people like real life employees, real life drain technicians, like excited to go to work. I mean, it's, it's a, the culture is just amazing. And I thought, you know what? with a culture like this and a support um, system behind them and, and the infrastructure and the training module modules and like just the support staff in general, I can sell anything. I don't care what they're selling. I know that this is the company that is going to lead me to success. And so it was an easy, easy decision after that. I rambled. That's, there's so many <laughs> interesting things there. Oh, I, I think it's, Business is a game, right? So it is, and I think you have to focus on exactly what you said. What is the end game? And we have people yeah. that we're working with that are like, I'm going to be in this business 65 hours a week. I'm leaving my day job immediately. This is it for me. And it has to be something passionate because I am going to be spending all my time and, and I'm you know bummed out from my day to day. And I, I just need something to sink my teeth in. Maybe poo-poo isn't the way to go if that's <laughs> that you want to have this this business that you're handing down to your kids and and all of those things. But I think for so many of our clients, they don't hate their lives. They don't hate their day jobs. They're looking for an asset to diversify out of yes. the market, to diversify out of real estate. And they're saying, at the end of the day, I want to build value in the asset and I want to sell 
And I want this to be the same way. I want to look at this the same way I look at the stocks that I'm holding. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not necessarily passionate about the stocks that I hold. And to be quite frank with you, I think if most of us held stock in the things we were truly passionate about, I think I looked at like BarkBox the other day <laughs> because I was interested in it. It's like less than a dollar right now. So what do I know about things I'm passionate about? And I, I think that just the fact that you could see that and focus on the people behind it and and Zoom Dream does have so many of those things. And that really has propelled you into a tremendous amount of success. And so I really would love for you to share what your first few months of business have been like. You've experienced a ton of success, broken some records. Tell us what it's like on the other side, being a franchisee. It is definitely... It's not even just being a franchisee, it's being a business owner is so much more pressure than just sales that I ever anticipated. Like I knew it was going to be high anticipation, but it's not just my sales goals and like my mouths to feed, my family's mouths to feed. I'm now responsible for four other people and their family and their mouths. And I want them to have the same culture that I experience being a part of this franchise um, and having these support staff that, I mean, the, like the, the other franchisees, I have become really good friends with. I mean, they're not in my state. I'm the first one in Indiana, but I have, I mean, I've got so many guys, so many guys and gals on speed dial that I can just quickly call like, help, what do I do? You know, or, you know, how, how, just to chat with, like, I don't feel like I'm at an out, like a, on an island out on my own. There's just the sense of community and overall support. Um, but going back to just like the high level stress of it, I have always been, I love to check lists off. I like to write lists. I physically like to hold a list and cross things off. And it doesn't matter what the day is like, that list is ongoing. And that's something that I have to learn. Like it will never be checked off because my appetite for growth is so large um, that it's never, it's never going to be done. Like, and I have to just physically step away. And I kind of have a little bit of a difficulty doing that. I was telling Jamie earlier, you know, one of the biggest surprises is that I start my day. It's so ridiculous at three 15 in the morning because my mind is ready to go. I wake up, I go to bed early. I am an early bird. I go to bed by like nine 15, nine 30, like right after my kids, but I, 3.15, I am up and I am like, oh, I'm going to worship this just quiet time with my coffee where I can just knock out stuff. And it's like dark and it's quiet and I can just get through so much before I get to the grind of it all and, and into the regular days. And um, I'm actually excited about that. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but like, I, I like waking up at 3.15 and working on my business. Like it's something exciting. Um, not for the faint of the heart, not, not for anyone that I would, you know, say, set your alarm. It's just my body's way of like adjusting to, I guess, the excitement of it all, the anxiety of the not knowing there's definitely been super high highs. Um, there's been a couple of like upsets and lows and I'm just learning as I go. You're a mom, a hockey mom of a couple kids. You still have a corporate job. I run a networking group. You run a networking and nonprofit group and you're running a franchise business. Like there's, do you have time for yourself in life? Never. <laughs> no, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I did it to myself and I actually enjoy being busy and like constantly on the move. Um, I have high energy. I'm like, a, I don't know. I, I can't sit still very long and um, 
it's so I'm okay being torn into a million different directions and I feel motivated, motivated by it. So you have the characteristics and the, in the personality traits to not accept anything short of success to never slow down, to always go. And that's, that's, that's why you're a good business owner. So share with us some of the struggles that you had, then let's go down the path of the, the highs that you talked about. Sure. Well, struggles, I guess going right into it, um, because I don't know anything about this industry, I, the very first manager that I hired, um, I hired a plumber as my manager because I'm like, oh, he's going to know all of it. Like I can run the business. He knows this side of it. Like it's going to be perfect. We're going to, it's going to work out so well. Whoa. It was awful. Um, he was not cut out to be a manager. Um, he was, had trouble following, you know, guidelines, suggestions, heavy nudges, um, had a trouble of like actually coming into the office and working. (laughs) Um, didn't think that even though we weren't officially open yet, he just didn't see the value in actually coming to the office or answering his phone. And I quickly realized, you know what, like this is, he's not manager material. He's got to go. Like, and I, I held on to him for a little bit too long, two months, too long, paid a pretty hefty salary, two months, too long. Um, just to realize right before we were slated to open, like he's not my guy. I got to get rid of this crutch of saying, I don't know the industry and I got to, I got to cut him loose. So I pushed back. I delayed my opening because I was like, I didn't have a manager. I needed a manager for full time. Um, I found an amazing manager. I had uh, technicians that I had hired that like quit before their start dates ever rolled around. Like everything seemed to just kind of be working against me. And then at the last minute, like everything came together perfectly. My team, I have two technicians, I have a manager, my dream team. I could not have handpicked them better. I have two hustlers. I mean, these guys are hungry to work. They are like begging for overtime. Put me in boss. Like, I mean, they're constantly, what do you got for me? I can't wait. Like they love this job. They get excited. Like the group chat that I'm in again, a little squeamish, like not for the faint of heart, the things that come across this, but they are so excited. I mean, I have one guy working earlier this week, Um, And he's like showing videos of like a fountain of grease, like a volcano of grease coming out of this um, pipe that he's jetting. And then I got another guy who's pulling out dead mice out of like, and and like they're, they're bantering, like they're jealous of each other's jobs. Like it's amazing. Like their excitement, their um, motivation, like just top notch. My manager is like, he comes from 20 years of trades background, management experience. Like he's a go-getter business development. I mean, just knows this industry like in and out. And I could not have, I'm so glad it worked out. I'm so glad I delayed my opening on purpose so that it could all come together the way it did because I have an amazing team and without them, I would not be where I am. Like I came out of the gate, strongest opening for um, a Zoom Drain franchisee. I told my guys, you know, what the the top goal was and they, they set a goal for themselves way higher than I ever thought was possible. And they hit it literally the last day they hit it. And I like, I owe that to them. Wow. So. That's a, there's so many cool things there because I think when we talk to people from professional environments, right. And 
you've got folks that say part, I mean, part of the assessment you went, our assessment as you went through with Jamie is trying to talk about the type of employees you're comfortable working with. And I get a lot of professionals that say, well, it's been a long time since I've worked with anybody outside of a professional environment. And I think hearing that, and I always tell them it's about the culture you create. It's about the respect you have. And people are people. You can have somebody with, you know, they can have a doctorate and you can have somebody that has a GED and you'd much rather have the person with the GED if they have the right attitude. And it comes in all shapes and forms. And I truly think it's the environment that you create for people and that you foster and a group text and all of those things are huge. And I, I think a lot of times franchisees focus on the wrong things and they're trying to, to get things cut costs wherever they can, or we're not going to invest in that until we're at X spot. And that's the reason it takes them years to get to that spot is because they wouldn't invest right away in, in the right things and, and making those decisions. And so I think that's really a testament to you following your gut again and saying, you know what, I know what's right. I know what I have to do. I know this isn't the right move for my company. And I'm going to take a step backwards to take a massive leap forward. And that's just really interesting. And I think for people listening, that's what you have to do sometimes. I mean, Jamie did that with us, truly. You know, we were, Brittany and I weren't even a year deep in franchise consulting. And we we had systems that we thought were like really set up and ready to add people that Jamie kind of went on a roller coaster ride with us and left a very lucrative C-suite position to come in and, and work with us. So I think for people, and now obviously, you know, is, is very, very good at what he does, but I think taking those leaps and recognizing what you're good at, there's, there's a certain amount of satisfaction when you go, yeah, I knew I'd get here or here. Wow. We arrived here a lot faster than I had anticipated that we would get to this milestone. So when you think we ask two questions at the end of every podcast. And the first one is when you think through, you know, all the things you've done and the successes that you've had in your life and whether that's in, you know, parenting and, and marriage or in your career, it brought you to this place in in your life where you felt like you wanted to join the franchise world and, and you explored it pretty extensively before deciding what was right. So what is your personal compelling reason for being in the franchise space? It's a sense of community, but it's also just giving, I mean, I'm given all of the, the keys, the keys to the kingdom, right? So it's not me going out trying to discover or build my own business from the ground up and not having that support system and that support staff or like the recognition of where to go, what to do, how to do it. I mean, I found a business model where it's, hey, if you follow these steps, we're going to lead you to success. Um, if you listen to us, if you engage, if you support um, we've already, we've tested this, we've run this, like, this is what you need to do. And it's just so easy. It's, oh, if you have the right attitude, you invest in the right people and you have the right mindset and you can follow simple instructions, anyone can do this. I, I don't have like a secret message. It's anyone can do this. I love it. Did you think when we first started this, that you would end up at a business cleaning shit out of drains? <laughs> Never. 
<laughs> it was not top of mind. Never. And I could not be happier being in a business that cleans shit out of drains. Like, I absolutely love it. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. So good. What advice do you have for people that are going through the process or thinking about doing this in, in getting themselves into a franchise business? I think you kind of coached me on it at the very beginning to not get into analysis paralysis. And so hearing those words from you and just my own way of being, I am pretty quick and pretty decisive. Like I will explore things until it's a no, and then I will pivot. Um, you know, and of course there's going to be fears. Like it's a huge investment. It's a huge risk, but everything in life is a risk. I mean, any company that you work for is a risk, you know, whether to get married or not is a risk, whether to have kids or not is a risk. Like driving down on the road is just a risk. Like everything is a risk. Everything. I mean, you just have to get past the paralysis part of it. Right. And, and figure out what's going to work for you, what's going to make you happy and what is going to motivate you. Like, I never thought that waking up at 3.15 in the morning was going to be like, oh, I can't wait to wake up. I mean, I love it. And it's my mind that's waking me up because I'm excited to get to work and do more business and grow my business and, and become super, super wealthy. Like, that's the goal. <laughs> There's no, yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah. That is, I think we all kind of hold back sometimes on saying, like, what's the goal here? And, you know, it's it's to make friends. It's to influence people. It's to have a lot of freedom and all of the other things. But at the end of the day, it's, it's to make money and to be wealthy, not rich. That's right. And so I'm, I'm just so happy you could join us. And I love your story, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. I was excited to be here. Congratulations to you and your team on your success. Congratulations to Zoom Drain. You've set records with them. I mean, you're crushing it. It was no doubt to me that you would. And super proud to know you and to be a part of your success journey. And thanks for, thanks for carrying us along with you and, and uh, can't wait to see what you accomplish next because more goals and more records are coming. Thank you guys so much. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the Fran Path Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at Fran Path, Facebook and LinkedIn at Fran Path Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.